Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richmond and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Start us up on Podcast 51. Well, folks, welcome to 51. Today, we're going to talk about future goals and things that you could be doing right now that'll help you next year. Yeah. What what, what do you got, Dave? When I first started this, uh, I did not think that we would make it to Podcast 51, which, well, I kind of did, but that's 51 weeks in a row that we've been here. Yeah. Yeah. We've been tired. We've had... We've done some on the road. Have we? Yeah. Didn't we do... uh... We did a, uh, didn't we do one in Maryland? You're still sleeping. Sika? No. We didn't record it. No, you weren't here. You were supposed, we were supposed to record for everybody, but you weren't here. Mm. Anyway. Anyhow. Yeah. 51 weeks in a row. I can't believe that. Yeah. Come up on season two here pretty quick. That's right. Season two, and it'll be 50, 52 more episodes of listening to us say blah, 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 blah. But you know, the cool thing about it is uh, it's definitely progressed because when I signed, I debated two years of starting one and um, finally got the process down and how to do it and how to distribute it out to all the um, podcast apps and stuff. But um. It took a little bit to figure it out, but uh, it's definitely progressed. We started out, I think, podcast number one. Um, it got like seven downloads, mm. you know, because it was brand new. And then we, we've we steady been on the incline ever since. So we haven't been going this way <laughs> down. We've been right. going up. So um, it's all and, progress. And the viewer side on my channel, it's just kind of across the board been about the same it, it goes up it comes down you know yeah. so it averages about the same amount of views well you're always going to see up and down because that's just it's just seasonal yeah. whatever anybody that specific topic or something people search and then they watch and then it just goes down and it, it just it's like a roller coaster and my youtube channel is the same way whatever content i put out it's always it's always up and down you know usually increases around september goes straight up straight up straight up hits december kind of goes down a little bit and it's pretty flat through the spring but then it just shoots up hmm. gotcha. so uh i have a funny story actually two of them and uh and we're going to talk about some habitat work and some new uh farm plans and things and um that's a bright the uh, orange shirt you got there it is it is You're kill- killing my eyes <laughs> for everybody listening, Chris is wearing a a real tree fluorescent orange hoodie, and it's blinding us. Yes, Where'd you get is. that thing? I th- actually think this one my mother bought me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. She likes me. Yeah, she does. Um, so 2024 booking season is here for consulting. I'm pretty much tapped out. Like, I still have... A few more spots to fill um, for 2024. Um, I get contact requests on my website, whitetailobsessionoutdoors.com, all the time. It sends me a little contact form, and people say, hey, I'm in 
Texas or Nebraska. Or, I just don't go out that way, guys. So if you contact yeah. me, it's on my website. I primarily stay on the East Coast. So I'll do New Jersey, New York, um, Maryland, obviously. I live in Maryland. Uh, PA is a huge one. Always been big in PA. Um, there's times I go to Kentucky, which I have another – I have a trip there planned – I think this year it's not till May. Um, if I go to Ohio, uh, we went, we did a bunch of Virginia le- last year, West Virginia. So if you want in on that for 2024, get a hold of me. And what I don't want is what I experienced the other day. Is you can call <laughs> me. It's on my it's on my website, and we can talk for a few minutes. And you can say, Hey, Dave, this is what I want on my property like goal wise. And I will tell you, I'll be straight with you. I say, I can't help you because your goals are unrealistic. Or I will say, sounds good. Let's, let's book it. So when you call, we talk about your property and and some things. And I had a phone call the other day and a client or customer had called and said, he was asking me, he wanted help. He was stuck, hasn't shot a deer in several years doesn't see much, doesn't see many deer. Um, but he called for help and I gave him three simple solutions for help. And he argued with me every single point, <laughs> like literally got mad and, and, and things. And sometimes when people look at their property or look at hunting or something, sometimes you need a fresh set of eyes, right? So you reach out for help. But in order for that to be successful, you have to be open-minded, right? So if you're always focused on one thing and you're not open-minded, a lot of times that can, it can fail. So I, then sometimes hearing the truth is hard to hear. So I told him what should happen. He didn't want to hear it. He got upset and that was the end of the phone call. So sometimes when you call somebody for help, no matter what it is, whether it's habitat consulting or a vehicle issue or something like this, somebody gives you an educated answer and you don't want to hear it. That's that, I mean, that's your fault. So you have to be open-minded with things. And the problem was the guy had very little property, very little woods, but yet he had several acres of clover and he ran out of food in, in the wintertime because clover goes dormant and there's no food left. So I suggested shrinking the uh, the clover plot, and I hear this all the time. People want to plant acres and acres of clover because they're trying to feed the deer throughout the spring and summer. Well, then in the fall, they run out of, they have no food left. Well, in that situation, most times you shrink, get rid of the clover, shrink it dramatically, and focus on fall. And if you're in open settings, a little, you know, add extra cover or something. But um, that was the end of the phone call. And Last year, I was on a client visit, and in person, the guy gave me deposit pre, you know, beforehand. I show up, and we do the, we do the work, and everything that we walk the property, and I suggested he argue. Some people just want to argue; they just want to argue <laughs> with you. They want to like they want to test you, and I he argued with me every single second. I said, "Dude, here's your money back." I'm going home. I don't have time for that. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I'll gladly give you your money back. 
And I hear this all the time from, from other consultants as well, that they'll go there. Customer just wants to argue. They don't want to listen to anything and they give them their money back. I will gladly give you your money back if I'm there and you don't want to hear anything. You don't want to hear the truth. I will give you your money back and say, see you later. Well, <clears throat> the truth of the matter is give it to that, us. What is that it? person owns their property and realistically they know or should know like where the deer are coming from, where they're entering, exiting the properties and things. They should have a clue and some of it's self-explanatory. So when you come in and you suggest something in the back of their mind, they're probably thinking, well, that's not going to work because they en enter over here and you want them to enter over here. So I, I can see how someone might argue a little bit, but, um, if, if they can't listen to common sense, though, that's a that's an issue. Well, I, I see a trend and I think what happens is there's so much information on the Internet where they watch all these different people or mm. whoever's doing like food plot advice or whatever it is. When you get there, they have all these ideas in their mind and you start throwing out ideas. And sometimes you'll say, well, that's not how so and so does it. I'm not so-and-so. I don't care what they do. You hired me. I'm here to help you. I'll, I'll help you any way I can, but they just, there's like, they just, their mind is, their mind is clouded. I imagine like, I imagine what you just said is probably a lot of the issue because uh, the, they, you get there and they're probably like, Hey Dave, what do you think about putting a water hole in? Mm -hmm. Well, so-and-so puts water holes in every freaking property he consults. You ever notice mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. You know who so-and-so is, I mean. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. You know, they, they, they have a preconceived idea of what you might tell them to do, but it, you might tell them something totally different. And they're like, hey, wh what about this? And, well, mm -hmm. no, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And like you said, they'll they'll pipe up probably and say, well, I've seen it. I've seen this and heard about that. Well, why even, why even call and ask then? Right. You know? It's just people want to argue. And it's silly. One other thing, trend that I see that I seen last year and, and we'll change the subject. But um, I was I consulted on several properties last year where a well-known consultant was on very well-known consultant was on the property or on, either on that property or on a previous property of theirs you know it was a customer that had property they hired this consultant they came out made a plan and it was trash so they ended up buying either a new property or just you know kept getting properties and they i would get there and say hey we had so-and-so out on our old property or they were on this property. It happened several times last year. And I, obviously I'm not going to say the name, but they were very, very disappointed. They said, and I, I, I imagine, and I, I'm pretty sure I know who you mean. I imagine that person goes out with a cookie cutter plan for everybody. That's probably, I kind of got the idea of that from what they were telling me. Yep. Um, it's, they were just unhappy. And I was, I was shocked. Uh, to hear that and i think what's happening is you know this whole habitat consulting thing is is very big now so a lot of these hunt there's only so many hunters right so there's only so many properties you people consult on so 
I think what's happening is this push for it and popularity of it is is all these properties are being consulted on and now whatever ones aren't working out the the consultant wasn't good or whatever we're getting like a repeat we're overlapping the the previous properties you know what i mean mm -hmm. so plans already been placed on them and now other people are coming in and, and redoing it but i i heard this so many times last year and i was uh i was shocked so I'm not saying that the, the guy's bad and he obviously has tons of experience, but um, I don't know. I don't, I, it is what it is. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I was shocked yeah. to, yeah, to I, hear that. I just imagine that person going out with the cookie cutter plan and telling everybody to do the same things, you know, and, and actually if they called him in, they, they probably watched his videos or took some of his advice already and think that that's a good idea and so they call him out and pay this exorbitant amount of money for him to come out and tell them what he they already seen on the video probably you know one of the ones that i went to last year that and had they're not happy they're yeah, not happy in the that end. had this guy out there they actually they thought about it and they ended up get, buying a new property so they call it again this time he wasn't even coming he was going to send his son. Mm. He was going to send his son out, fly his son out to do it. His son doesn't have, I, I mean, I don't know anything about his son, but they said he was a new to his team or whatever. And um, it would have, it was like $8,500 for his son to fly out. And they were like, they were just blown away. So it, there's a, I mean, whatever. It, it was just, it was just shocking. It's shocking to me that people pay that type of money hey they, well if they just did their research and could mm -hmm. figure something out i mean everybody yeah. you're some people do need help you know they're not creative that way mm -hmm. or they may not they might be new and well i'll be the first to admit not everybody needs consulting like you said oh, yeah. you should be able to learn i mean you sh you should be able to learn some things yeah but i think you know, a lot of people say it too, is, you know, like you hire somebody, you, you know, you basically cut out the errors that you, that you would make on your property and you save time. Like if you just have somebody come and say, Hey, do this, 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 and this, and this, and you just do it. You save the learning curve. You know what I mean? Yeah. You save the learning curve, but well, then again, you don't learn yourself. So I, I'll be the first to say like, Hey, you don't, everybody doesn't need it like you don't have to hire anybody like you don't have no, to hire me i um, made i made a whole video about that i think yeah. it was titled do i really need or do yeah. you really need a consulting mm -hmm. yeah. and there's things that you should be able to figure out i mean there's enough information out there but the problem is here's the problem you have a you only have a certain size property you get one shot at cutting trees yeah. They don't grow back. They're not going to grow back for 20 years. So if you mess up, it's, it's very hard to correct. So that's why people are hiring somebody to say, Hey, cut here, 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 select cut over there, clear cut here. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, so you say, cause it's your property, it's your investment. So yeah. I get it. I get it from both sides. I understand both sides. Yeah. There's, there's needs. And then there's other people that probably wouldn't need to hire a consultant. Right. Correct. You know, but, but anyhow, 
what's your plans? I, I hear that. I, I, uh, I'm going to be doing a little bit of cutting. Just, I hear you're going to be firing up a chainsaw soon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have, uh, here. Tell us a little bit about it. Here below the house. Now, when I, I moved here 22 years ago and my woods was pretty thick down here below the house. And I noticed there was a good amount of deer coming out through this one area. And so the previous owner had like this wooden hunting shanty. He was an elderly man. So he built himself a shanty, had some heat in there and things. And, uh, he, he was trying to hunt down there and I don't know that he was real successful because it was so thick. So when I moved in, I, I already had a big farm tractor and some, some implements and things. And, and I, I went down with a chainsaw and I took out some trees and uh, I made well, me, and, me and you I, cut some too. Yeah. We, we made a video about cutting some trees down there also, but what I have, I have a horseshoe shaped food plot below the house. Um, and they seem to uh, funnel in in a specific area and I like to hang a tree stand there. And every year I seem to at least shoot a deer or two uh, below the house, depending on how many tags I have or whatever, yeah. you know, you at so, least see them regularly. Yeah. Yeah. I've got regular movement down there. And um, so anyhow, the issue is though um, there's, it was it was all ferns when I first took over this spot, and so obviously the pH was horrible. Um, so I eliminated all the ferns and started pounding it with lime. Now, how did, how did you eliminate them ferns? Did you did you have to like a continuous herbicide program, or you did know, they just eventually? go away from planting other things you know the first year i went in with a weed whacker and i weed whacked all that in the heat of the summer and the sun baked them dead so they were all brown that first year so i didn't have a whole lot of competition the next spring when i wanted to plant something so i weed whacked them down they turned brown i started pounding it with the lime and that changed the pH, you know, over a couple months period. And then in the spring, when I tried to plant something, um, of course, the first year I had some competition, you know, some ferns, some weed, this, that, and the other. And um, I wasn't big on, uh, on herbicide back then. So what I did is I did a repetitive till. I, I tilted a few times, waited a week, tilted again, waited another week, tilted again and uh, eventually uprooted all that garbage and the sun would bake it dead. And so the first couple of years, I didn't understand fully the fertilizers and things, you know, what I needed to do correctly. I didn't do soil tests and things, but eventually well, I did let, my homework. Let's pause right there real quick because yeah. um, a lot of people have fern issues. Mm. So from what I've seen and this resonates with what you just said is that from what I've seen, ferns typically grow in kind of damp, moist areas, shaded areas with no sunlight. Yeah. So at the old farm, there was a large section. Well, one of the sections me and you cleared out the food plot in the woods, it was full of ferns. So yeah. once we cut the timber out, got more sunlight in there, that beginning year, the following year, 
they some of them regrew in that early stage you can kill them with glyphosate yeah and you'll burn them off and the problem with ferns on your property is that they get so tall and they they build a a canopy over so there's no actual food growing underneath of them because they shade out everything else yeah so if you have ferns on your property you can get rid of them you know for cuttings and sometimes you know if you're not specifically planting right there you can kill them with glyphosate mm-hmm. yeah i just want to bring that up sure and and between between tilling it up and then hitting it with gly you know and then if you get any regrowth you know uh mowing and when you create the sunlight down to the ground and you've added the lime Burn that P, that ph in 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 the lime in the sunshine yeah it burns them out so i didn't have a whole lot of problem with ferns after that i have more problems with chickweed um and the uh smartweed yes the Amer- i was going to say pennsylvania smartweed so that's a that's a every year battle though even yeah, when i start yeah, even when I spray it, you know, yeah. I, I, I use a spray down there every year and it still creeps back in. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, yeah, I mean, I'm to the point where I've been putting stuff down in the woods there for almost 20 years, at least 15 years. Closer to 20, but at, at least 15 years I've been planting stuff down there. And every year it just gets a little better and a little better. But my issue was I was I didn't want to keep cutting down all my nice woods well it's to the point now where i would rather enjoy the food plot than look at trees Mm -hmm. because the trees are shading the the plot so i'm getting filtered sunlight a lot which isn't optimal so i am going to take some more trees out this fall or this winter i should say and um get the sunlight in there that i need for sure let's talk about that real quick too so primarily you've been I know you planted uh, several things down there, but I'd yeah. say what seventy-five percent you focus on clover down there. Yeah, clovers grow well down there. For one it, thing, for one filtered. thing, the it was it the pH was low, and when I first started down there, and and clovers will grow in a lower pH, and, and filtered sun, and filtered sun. Um, so, yeah, I mean that that was one of the things that that was growing well down there but certain clovers were better than others because it was damp you know um obviously you know the whites and the uh what's the name it just left me but anyhow yeah certain clovers grow better in the damp area and others are more well suited for otney wide open you planted hot chick down there before didn't you I did. I did. Yeah. Hot chick came in well. The chicory did okay. Um, But around here, chicory doesn't last. Mm -hmm. Um, If the deer doesn't pick it all out first, it ends up wilting and getting burned up. The clover goes crazy, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Even my soil tests, you know, they're, they're spot on and I don't know. I don't understand why the chicory just doesn't grow here like other places. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing a little bit of trimming down there. I've I've got some smaller cherry trees to take down and a couple larger maples. 
and uh, those canopies should uh, open up and allow. You're you're leaving the stumps, right? I will leave the stumps because I Cause those those maple stumps will re regrow. Yeah, yeah. If I if I do that, the maples nearer to January, February, I will get them stump sprouts, and that'll be most nutritious to the deer. That that'll benefit them. I'm be, I'm trying to benefit myself by getting sunlight down, but those maple stumps, those those sprouts that come off those stumps will just be the best thing for them. Come well, spring. that more that more sun you'll get too will also benefit the deer as well. I mean, you'll have a more nutritious plant. Sure. So the so the plants can. Uh, let's see if I can pronounce this word today. The plants <laughs> will photosynthesize. Yeah. So you got to have that sun in there, but you've been getting away with it because you've been planting sunlight tolerant or yeah. uh, you know shaded tolerant uh species shade tolerant species yep yep so and it's and it's it looks like a nice lush carpet down there you know mm -hmm. and then you know sometimes though i i can tell i'm gonna need some lime right uh, this year because i i started getting um uh, like a, almost like a moss like it's still damp down there, not enough sun yet. And there's like mm -hmm. some moss and in that, that smart weed, you know, so I need, I still need a little more work. Well, it's a perfect time to work on it. Winter time. Um, sure. Rifle season's over, at least at where we're at. Um, my shotgun season's over. I get a couple days here and there for like late muzzler and stuff. But um, if anybody's looking to, improve their property now's the now's the time to start planning for it yeah and even yeah. if you're even if you're into fruit and nut trees and things uh the winter time is the time to do your pruning mm -hmm. you you want to you want to do that in the winter uh for a few reasons uh, one of them is bug infiltration you know you cut a limb off and a bug will burrow right in there or something you know uh but yeah, this is this is the time to be doing that type of thing, mm -hmm. getting ready for next year. You know. Yeah. Well, my plan for next year is to get a new farm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I'm just uh, not 100% happy with the one I have now. Access sucks, and you know we talked about it before. But leasing property, you can only do so much. You have, you're at you can only do what the landowner allows you. So, um, I'm actually looking to get a couple leases next year. So. I'll be looking for a new one there and I'll be bringing that whole improvement to uh, the YouTube channel, but um, we'll be at tons of food plot videos and things like that. And um, this winter uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, information for, from uh, client trips that I'm going to want to record some stuff and start recording that a little bit. And um, I always ask the, the client too, when they call me like, Hey, if you know, if you hire me or whatever, can I record a couple of things? They're like, yeah, sure. No problem. So I'll be bringing that a little bit too. So, um, Interesting. yeah, well, you, so you, you can know, catch you, their arguments on camera. Yeah, I can. <laughs> and, uh, then obviously we get hired back, we come back and cut too. So there'll be cutting videos from clients properties that we're, that we're cutting on. And, um, Hopefully I can drag, uh, drag Chris out of bed along on a couple of them in PA. He can, he can help me cut a little bit and then we'll make some, we'll make some YouTube content on clients properties this winter. I'll be crippled. Yep. You'll be crippled. I'll be hunched over and walking like a Z. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 
that's fun. I can't wait for that. And um, uh, it's not it's not too early, man, to start working on stuff. I mean, no. I know hunting hunting season's still in, but it you got to start planning it. The sooner you plan, the more you can benefit. The sooner you can benefit. Well, and you know, I I always say you know plant three sixty five. You know, put something in whatever you put in this year benefits you next year, or mm-hmm. or your or your plans will benefit you next year. You know, you start working on something now, you you know you can get ready for spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll be frost seeding soon. Oh, yeah, soon we'll you know, have a bunch of before you know it. We'll have a couple podcasts about that when it kind of gets closer to uh proceeding season but uh yeah. i have a lot of information i want to talk about that um when time's right we'll probably dive into that maybe yeah. mid-january or so in season two of the podcast yeah that's up and coming quick um you know what else is up and coming quick hmm. i'm nearing a milestone of 1000 subs of 1000 subscribers yep Yep, yeah, sure. I need like 40, I don't know, somewhere around 45, 47 more subs. And you're giving a knife away. I'm going to give away a one-off inscribed laser etched blade city sticker knife. Nice. So if you're listening, get over to City Sticker Chris's channel and subscribe over there. And soon I will have a video coming out showing you what you're entering the win. And how to get in on it. Mm -hmm. So go over there and sub me, please. Yep. And closing thoughts is uh, if anybody needs consulting work, get a hold of me now because uh, it's running out shortly. Looking quick. I can only, I'm only going to do so many. And Chris can only help on a couple. So if you want to see us both there cutting and making videos and consulting, or if you just need me there to consult, um, or if you Get just older. want me to come and video Dave being crippled, yeah, as he cuts. Yep, we'll you, have you can, you can request my yep. m- me me to come and, and yeah. make fun of Dave while he cuts. Yep, and we'll we'll have fun and talk about stuff. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And you might be. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be funny if you get a phone call? Hey, yeah, bring Chris along. We need the yep. video. Make fun yeah. of Dave. I get a I get a couple calls. Uh, they'll say, hey, uh, like. They'll say like, "Hey, I saw you on Chris's video," or uh, they'll say, "Where's Chris?" or something yeah, like that. Where's Chris at? I went to a couple of clients last year. They Meanwhile, said, you're Chris? in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Virginia. Where's Chris at? Chris. Uh, uh, he's in PA. <laughs> he's home sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but yeah. So you get a hold of us, and um, we can we can get you set up. All right, that's fifty one. We're looking forward to podcast fifty two. And uh, we're supposed to get possibly a guest on, mm-hmm. special guest, and yeah. uh, that'll that be might... our year-ending video. Yeah, that'll probably be a, probably be an hour long on that one. So for season one, if, if it works out, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I can't if wait. Not, to get, I can't wait to get heated on that one. If not, we're just gonna have Dave drinking champagne and getting drunk. Yep, drinking coffee, eating cookies. <laughs> Christmas cookie, gingerbread. Yep. Yeah. Later, guys. We'll, All we'll right, see guys. you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Do some subscribing. We'll see you.